podcast. This is the weekly podcast. Uh, I'm your host, Michael Suvi Samanya, a Ugandan by nationality and an African at large or when it comes to my heritage. Uh, today, I want to dive into uh, one of the points that was raised during, uh, for those of us that got the opportunity to watch uh, Robert Chagulani addressed the nation while the president, the current president, Yorika Guta Museveni as well, was addressing the nation. I thought it was an overwhelming factor that many young people uh, were excited about the Chagulani broadcast but kind of missed a little bit of uh, what was addressed. And so I'm doing this to kind of elaborate a little bit. Um, on some of the expectations um, and what he actually spoke about. Um, institutionalization as it is, that is a very powerful word. It is a very important word, especially when it comes to trying to learn or to govern or to create a government. Reason being institutions do not know skin color institutions do not know tribes institutions do not know um, anything other than what they're supposed to do as it has been written down in the code of operation why is it important therefore to develop strong institutions that is something i want to also explain today and i want also to point out that one of the reasons why we've been governed in a bad way is because we keep on ignoring the ideas of institutionalization and how good institutions are a backbone uh, for a society. The political institution, the social institutions, the talk about educational institutions, whatever it is, as long as even the spiritual institutions, by the way, all these institutions or these systems that are put in place um, to help a society have a farm building block. So today, I want to get a little bit into that. Um, one, I'll begin with the political institutions uh, coming from the background of uh, us as Ugandans and Africans. A political system without institutions is dead. That's why most African countries have become one-man shows uh, for only those that have been, uh, for only those that managed to capture power. The institutions, for example, in Uganda are either dysfunctional or they've been militarized. And militarizing institutions kind of takes away the free will of people and people start to adhere to martial law however insidious it might be however unopen it will be that people won't know uh, a clear sign is what we saw recently when uh, there were riots in kampala because of the arrest of robert chakulani we saw people in plain clothes walk on streets and starting to fire in the crowds you know that is a sign of militarizing institutions. Well, as I think that if the military is designed or is organized to actually defend 
a country from the enemies without, uh, not within. You know, that's why you have uh, ESO, internal security. And that's why you have Uganda police to do that. But because of the state of militarization of all institutions, go to education system, go to the um, wherever sports institutions, all of these have been turned into and are being managed as military barracks. This takes away the power of a civilian and their right to choose freely without intimidation. We're talking about the Electoral Commission. That is one of the fundamental institutions of a good democratic government. Uh, I don't know if it's free and fair elections when we already know that one of the candidates is dictating who should be let into what hotel and what should happen to that candidate and when they should be arrested and all those things. Um, So this is what you get when your country or the backbone, the institutional backbone of a country has been completely uh, disorganized and fundamentally distorted. That is a very dangerous position to be in. Uh, Literally, what we are looking at is a dictatorship. You know, insidious as it might be, or say it in a nice way, whatever it is that you want to say, it is unclear. You know, and a little bit unfair to the, at the average Ugandan to think that we are walking in uh, into a free and fair fight uh, or into a free and fair society where even speaking up against or about certain things is going to put you or your family or your people in problems because you're trying to voice your opinion. You know, I like to be a little bit optimistic and try to think that because we have institutions in Uganda, uh, we have good hospitals and we have good schools and we manage to have enough ICU beds. But that's not the case. I'm just being sarcastic. Uh, We are among the few countries that have managed to borrow and borrow and borrow because our financial institutions are run on the fiat money and whatever the world prints and they want to dump they dump uh, on us we are relying completely on foreign aid uh, our economy some people say is flying i doubt that is the case uh, it's very painful to watch in a way it's very hurting to know that uganda a country that is full of potential um, has been turned into this kind of jungle politically and you know what that means socially uh the looming differences socially uh, and and i want to say this in one of the most clear terms or possible ways to explain this is that um some institutions are supposed to help us cover the differences okay between tribes between uh uh yeah, between tribes and between other nationalities. But because these institutions have been used and put in a position to promote divide and rule and to just promote particular political ambitions, uh, then you know that we don't have a run to. I've talked about the, the 
the religious institutions and how they have been heavily handled uh, when it comes to trying to spread dogma and instead of playing the role of the arbitrator and bringing the opposing sides together you know and making sure that there is peace uh, but that's my just just my frustration as an individual because to be honest I expected more from religious institutions especially in terms of in terms and times of political turmoil or uncertainty uh, but that's just me saying what I think so all these institutions are supposed to be designed um, to enable a society to function properly the political system is supposed to oversee the social system and also oversee the financial institutions and the security institutions and all these bodies these governing bodies however uh, instead of serving a ugandan these institutions have all been geared and turned to serve one person's interests or at least a group of people and, and that is chaotic in a way so we can cry about all these things but without institutions we don't have a functioning society and so Robert Chagulanyi today addressed the fact that we need to have and create institutions that serve people what does that look like that looks like if I'm sick I can access medicine okay it's it's as simple as that because when I go to a hospital there should be a bed there should be medicine and there should be a hospital in the first place that's what it looks like to have an institution that is functioning if I want a letter from the internal affairs and I have all the requirements I am going to go and get that letter without being put through a queue and asked to pay more or being put in another position education wise if I qualify for if I qualify for a certain scholarship it means I will get it because I qualify and therefore I'm chosen by I'm chosen on merit not because I have the connections that make me deserving so that is what institutions turn a society into you go somewhere as long as you meet the requirements it doesn't matter where you come from or who you are you just have to meet the requirements and you have what you need talking about national ids we all know how that story is long you know uh, how you have to go through a queue and another queue and this and that this is right about uh the time we actually start to put into perspective what is not functioning in uganda and like i said without institutions that will help us bridge the gap between one another that will help us interpret our political environment uh, uganda is still going to be the uganda we know and it's the same thing we shall focus on uh, so there is a vacuum you know there's a vacuum when it comes to institutions because all the dummies in the name of institutions <laughs> that have been showed or that are being displayed are not functional and that is a bit scary why is it scary like i said functionality institutions that are supposed to serve people to serve a community our institutions are supposed to be there 
they're supposed to exist on behalf of the people. The people should not exist on behalf of the institutions. In the proper governance, people have a right to access whatever it is they need to access. And so without proper institutions, this is not going to happen. And I hope that the youth that were listening in today understood the part of institutionalization. For me, I felt like that was a very strong speaking point, like I've explained. So as for our gap and the vacuum that we need to fill, you know, it's also a personal reflection for all the people that feel like change in Uganda is inevitable and it's a necessary thing. But what kind of change are we looking at? For me, when you talk about building institutions, you have my attention. You know, when you talk about all of them should be rich, as commonly said, or secure the future, I am looking at myself and thinking, uh, where is the institution in this? It sounds like a marketing term, but it's not an institution in itself. and I'm not trying to throw shade because uh, it's just that I've had all these taglines from a particular political candidate and it never seems to yield at any time. You know, the results, I, I don't see the results for all those years of empty promises. However, I digress. Um, so this vacuum is upon us as individuals. What is my role in my society? What is my role in my community? What is my role uh, when it comes to helping to create a Uganda that fits and serves everyone? Especially to the people in the professional arenas. What What is your role? You know, are you a financial advisor? Are you going to step up? How are you planning? To be useful or to, to use your skills to serve Uganda, uh, we have to start thinking as one unit. We have to start thinking like termites. We are heading to one direction, we are building one ant hill, and therefore it's necessary that we all focus at least on creating a system uh, where if someone retires, they get their pension, you know, not go through circles and start fighting this and that. Uh, it's necessary that we all focus on that one direction. Professionalism is a vacuum in Uganda. Why am I saying this? Most of the professionals have been denied the opportunity to serve in their rightful positions because of things like nepotism, because of things like tribalism. And so they do not fit or find themselves fitting in their shoes because if you're a financial advisor, and the best job you can get is an accountant, uh, you feel like you hit below the belt. So let's also think about the policies that are going to govern assignments to these institutions. Um, we saw what happened when it, when Noob was uh, trying to get candidates who are going to represent uh, the party in the parliament some people thought they were just gonna go because they are close friends to uh, Robert Chagulani they thought they were just gonna go there and get the position and then move on you know and start enjoying the privileges but maybe not or they wanted to serve I don't know I don't want to speak for them 
but they were rejected because uh, they, there is a criteria you know there's a criteria if you don't meet the criteria you do not get the position or you do not get to hold or represent uh, noob in one of those um, seats in parliament so that is to speak to the policy and the way we people should be assigned it should be on merit if someone is qualified to be uh, a politician let them take it if they're qualified to be a doctor let them take it uh, some people are in positions where they are not qualified to be that's why we see uganda has become a jungle you know the minister the former minister of karamoja uh suddenly became the minister of education and sports and i was talking about this today uh, and it was shocking that the person does not have a history of sports doesn't have a history uh of education and management there are many more i can think of many ugandans who can fit that position on merit okay and she's not on she's not in the first 100 people i can mention but however when it comes to political assignments as we have seen in the past it is just to appease and to please and to maintain a rapport with other people or the so-called uh, liberators and rewarding them for their faithfulness to this regime so that is a scary thing it's a scary position to be in because it just keeps on creating a bigger and broader vacuum when it comes to our institutions and their functionalities um how do we move forward then simple create the policies stick to these policies let's demilitarize uh, our institutions it's not important that a soldier should necessarily be uh, the minister of foreign affairs it's not necessary that uh, a soldier should be the minister of education it's not necessary that a soldier should be taking over police you know because i know we are used to the idea of militarism and being militant in everything but it's it like i said it should be on merit there are many qualified policemen who can lead the institution uh but those are other appointments i don't want to get into that it just gets longer from that so the only way to move forward is put the right people in the right places so they can serve the country in the right way Financial advisors should be given the chance to be financial advisors as long as they are qualified to be the financial advisors that we want them to be. That's the first thing. Proper assignment. Then let's make sure that our policies stick. You know, let's make sure that we follow policy to the book. Word by word, letter by letter. Let's follow the policies that we have. Let's follow the constitution. You know, you talk about the justice uh, institutions in Uganda, judicial systems and institutions. These are all paper tigers. 
they, they look good, they sound good, but when it comes to serving, uh, what the common or the Ugandan, the layman and the laywoman somewhere in Kamuli who does not know much about politics, how do these institutions serve them? When their land is robbed, can they go to court and recover their land or they're going to be overrun by a corrupt person? Institutions will help us solve that. The thing is, though, that the broader picture for me, which is something I always like to bring out, without institutions, we cannot achieve autonomy. And autonomy simply means running automatically, if I may put it in simple words. That we don't always need to interfere with our system. We don't always need to interfere uh, with how things are running. It's automatic that when you're sick, you get what you need. When you're being robbed, you can go to court and sue the people that are taking your land. Uh, even when the government wrongs you, you can go to the judicial uh, institutions, speak for yourself, because you have a right to speak for yourself. However, this is not the case. You know? So, because our, the individual countries in Africa have been divided, it's going to be hard for Africa in general to achieve or acquire or become autonomous uh, or become self-reliant you know uh, because we have we have so much distortion in our political systems when it comes to foreign interference when it comes to um, dogma as it is in our country the political voices are being suppressed so if individual countries cannot achieve this how can Africa at large achieve it. It has to become one block at a time. We have to build this from one place to another, to another, one place to another, one place to another, one country to another. So that at, by the end of a century or by the end of a certain period of time, Africa is autonomous and is free of being manipulated. However, how are we going to achieve that? We have to understand that the time for the old perspective of guns should rule everything has come to an end. Uh, I'm sorry, guns shouldn't rule everything. Why? Guns have brought us to bad places. We've been killing each other, we've been uh, fighting over this and over that. So now is the time for us to acquire and achieve this autonomy through our institutions and this can only be achieved when we set up the right policies when we appoint the right people in the right places and allow them or give them the tools and the authority to operate and serve diligently so then the final reflection will be on you as a person are you ready to serve your country are you ready to serve in these institutions if you're placed in this right place if you're a financial advisor and you're given the opportunity are you going to be transparent if someone is not from your tribe are you going to be honest with them and give them uh, the right resources they need to make their lives better 
so it, we also have a role to play as, as Ugandans, as Africans at large. Uh, we keep on blaming the politicians, but if you see that they're not working and they're not doing things, just understand that you have a role to play and you have to fill up that gap. Uh, and that's the reason why I'm speaking up about this because I also know that, yes, our governments will fail us. It's, it, it's obvious. But are we ready? Are we ready to be the people that will step up and take up and serve diligently? Yeah? So, that's, that's your food for thought. As, as a Ugandan, as an African, are you ready to step in and serve in these institutions? You know? Are you ready? Or oh, it's just going to be, if I'm not getting richer and richer then I don't want to be involved with serving my community and making my community better that's that's a big challenge to all of us out there in all our capacities and abilities let's focus on that lastly uh, in this election period especially all the time when, when, when we have elections we expose the dark reality in, in, in ourselves as a nation and one of those ugly realities for me has always been tribalism because we think that our tribes at, at the end of the day are better than others we're trying to compete but we don't know that we only survive because other people are also surviving let's stick to ubuntu you know let's respect one another regardless of the political opinions uh, let's not resort to violence. I know that an average Ugandan is not trying to insinuate violence through the elections. Uh, I know for a fact that if the man with a gun is pointing the gun at you, you have no choice but to defend yourself. But if we can avoid getting into those positions, let's not get into those positions. You know, I'll tell you this as a fact. You know they've already told you that the state or the regime will kill your children. That's a famous statement that has been made by uh, the NRM, uh, National Resistance Movement, I don't know what her, Lumumba, she's called Lumumba. She made this statement and, and we've seen it coming to pass. So avoid, you know, you can pray all you want, but if you make the wrong decisions and you go to the wrong places, and you start burning tires and doing that, you are putting yourself in a position of compromise. It's good to support your candidate, and it's also good that you actually go and vote. Okay? Go and vote. Do not just make noise, but go and vote. These so-called land friends or spiritual people that have refused to get out of their houses and go and vote are the reason as to why Uganda is facing political failure being socially detached is a very dangerous thing let us become the change that we want to see in our communities and our societies it's very important the reason why we're saying no violence because we know that violence begets violence it will not lead us anywhere however we have to be practical about this we have to vote it doesn't make sense for you to shout on the street but not vote. 
and let's also respect each other if you if someone decides that they want to vote for nrm i don't like the party but that's their choice it's not my choice okay so let's be respectful in at all levels i want to thank you for taking time to listen to this podcast and i will see you sometime next week thank you